Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of the Read Between Podcast. We improvise storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan. I'm your other co-host, Lynn. And we are here for the Read Between Podcast presents the Read Between Podcast one-year anniversary retrospective. We have finally hit a year of doing this podcast. A year. Can you believe it, Lynn? It does not feel like a year. It does not, no. We we registered the the name on Twitter and Facebook October it was this week, October seventeenth, uh, twenty seventeen. Um, yes, because uh Twitter will tell me our birthday. Yes, I think it I believe it was October seventeenth, so we're releasing this a couple days early. But, you know, we um we've been doing this podcast for pretty much a year now. It's crazy to think it's been a year. Yes, October sixteenth. October sixteenth. So literally tomorrow. Tomorrow. So it is coming out on the birthday. It is coming. Well, well, technically tomorrow being Tuesday. Oh snap! Yeah, right. We're recording this on a Sunday. Recording this on a Sunday, releasing on a Monday. The birthday is a Tuesday, but still, it's the same week. It all matters. You know, I just had my birthday this past weekend, and now we're we're celebrating the podcast birthday. So many birthdays. So many birthdays. So many birthdays. So little time, but. We're so happy to have finally hit a year on this podcast. Yeah. It's been it's been quite the journey, I'd say. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot, a lot of, of side and sides. A lot of missed weeks. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, specifically, how many would that be, Evan? Uh, like there were six or seven that yeah. we missed, like completely, we didn't do anything, and mm-hmm. some other stuff here and there, but... You know, we've had we've had tremendous growth, especially these past couple months. Um, and we want to thank everybody that's listened to the show and supported the show over the last year, especially the last six months, because that's really when we've seen the biggest growth and people, you know, talking about the show and checking it out and telling people about it. And it's it's really been awesome. We've loved yeah. every second of it. Thank you so much. We really appreciate however you spread the word about Read Between, whether that's, you know, telling a friend, telling your dad. Um, I told my dad about it, and now he's commenting on our Facebook page. Um, he listens on YouTube. He's our only YouTube listener. And he'll leave comments on every episode. Shout out to Mike LeBate. You're yeah, the best. Exactly, yeah. A <laughs> um, couple shout outs. I want to give uh, I want to give a shout out to my good friend James Anderson from uh, Unabashedly Obsessed yes. and Blink and You'll Miss It. Uh, he's a guy I've worked with. I was a guest on Blink and You'll Miss It a number of times. And every time I do an episode, every time an episode of that came out, he always shouted out Read Between and our other shows. So, um, and he's a guy that's you know been a big proponent of mine. I've you know loved working with him, and it's great. Um, the Bim Bambino Podcasters Group in general on Facebook, you guys have been such a huge help to us over the past year. You know whether it's been creating release threads for us to check out episodes, you know sharing stuff and people liking it and checking it out. You guys have been awesome, an awesome support group, and it's been such a cool group of people that I've gotten to work with and talk to and things like that. And we hope to do more with you guys in the future because all of you are awesome and all your shows are awesome. You all deserve yeah. you all deserve all the love from everybody. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean that's definitely. I have a long queue of podcasts, as as I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally have like twenty five podcasts queue up. Yeah. Um, and and my Bim Bam Vino podcasters group that's definitely raised that queue up to like almost thirty. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. So, so yeah, a, a huge thanks to all of you guys, and a yes, huge thanks thank to you. to all of our listeners, everybody. So yeah, it's been great. It's been awesome. Thank you to anyone who has guested on the show. Yes, all of our good, all of our friends in the improv community. Yeah. Uh, Dan Moore, Jeremy Ballin, Dan Ford, Justin pa- Justin Passano. I got his name Justin right. Justin Pamimamu. Justin Pamimamu. Justin Passano. Justin Panini. Sarah White. Elizabeth Wiggins. Uh, Rob Cressman, 
Oh, God, the list goes on and on. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, your sister? Yes, you Emily. Emily. Oh, Emily Williamson. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How could I forget that? Um, yes, awesome guests all around. You guys have made... You guys have made recording this so much fun. Oh my gosh, bringing a third person in is always so much fun. It's always fun because always. it just adds a different dynamic to our storytelling. And everyone does it differently. Oh yeah. Like, I, I always very vehemently remember Jeremy's episode. Oh yes. And I always very vehemently remember Dan's episode. Yes. Dan's episode, I think we recorded for like two hours Yeah, or Dan, Dan Marr, we recorded... Yeah. Oh my god. We like, recorded with Dan Marr for a long time yeah. that day. It was hard to edit that episode down because it was all so good. And it was it was so good, yeah. Yeah. So. So, yes, thank you to all of you. Um so I think what we haven't talked about is what this episode is going to be today. Mm-hmm. So what this episode is going to be today is we're going to be giving you three of our favorite stories from the first year of Read Between. And we've kind of looked at three of our distinct eras of the show because we've kind of had three eras of the show. So the first era is the early days, so like the first two or three months. Um, we have a really fun story from that period. Uh, the second story is going to be from our sort of middle period before we went away for a while uh, when we had a lot of guests on the show. Um, and then the third story is going to be from the last last few weeks. It was like the last it was in the last month and a half, but one of our favorite right. stories we've ever done on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so look out for those. We're going to tell talk to you a little about each of those as we go along. So the first one we're going to be introducing for you today is one of our favorites from the first gosh few episodes. This is where I peaked, folks. <laughs> this is this, with my jokes. This is where Lynn peaked in the beginning of the in beginning of the series. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Um it was a story we did I'm I'm blanking. It's, I want to try um, to what's his face who loved Sonic? John Carpenter. Yes. John Carpenter loves sonic yes and an article came out about it yeah um and that's what this story is uh related to yeah john john carpenter as we all know is the um is the mind behind the halloween films and all sorts of other horror Mm -hmm. films and this is actually from episode four so oh my god episode four yeah can you believe it i didn't think it was that soon it was that early episode four (laughs) i peaked at episode four folks (laughs) but it was a it was a hilarious story we talked about all sorts of silly stuff um, that's enough about us talking about it. Why don't we just give it to you? Yeah. Let's. Why don't you listen to this story again? It was a lot of fun. Here it is. I really want to talk about Sonic, though. Yeah. I really want to talk about Sonic, though. Because there was a new Sonic game that came out, and boy, does it look terrible. Oh, my God. So, uh, should we talk about John Carpenter's relationship with Sonic? Sure. We're going to tell Let's that fan that. fiction. John Carpenter. John Carpenter Sonic fan fiction. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, God. The Sonic, John X Sonic. The Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter is going to have a field day over this one. Oh, like they listen. You never know. If at Sonic the Hedgehog on Twitter, if you're listening, please give us a sign. <laughs> give us a sign. <laughs> give us a sign from above. Don't send me a copy of Sonic Forces, though. I don't want to play send it. Send me a copy of Sonic Forces. I will gladly play it. I'll take it. a code of Sonic Mania. No, not that good one. You don't get good things. <laughs> I think, okay. You well, don't get good things. No. Good things don't happen in this world, Good Evan. things don't happen in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, should we tell this story now? Let's just John tell Carpenter? the story. Okay. So, as most of you know, John Carpenter, esteemed director, uh, filmmaker, created the, created Halloween uh, back in the... Uh, Back in the eighties, I think it was. Uh, yeah. I think it was. It was. I think it was eighties. Yeah. Mm. Um, created the created the Halloween franchise. Well renowned horror director. Uh, well known composer as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, his his love for Sonic actually knows no bounds. Oh yeah, you should see his room. Mm-hmm. His room is Sonic blue mm-hmm. with all of the Sonic posters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then just a bunch of Sonic collectible items. Mm-hmm. You know, Sonic, he, when he goes to bed, he wears Sonic onesies. He yep. wears Sonic slippers. The so- um, and the Sonic slippers, we, we must say, are pretty much just slippers in the shape of Sonic shoes. Which yep. are those weird, like, triangular shoes that are red and white. Which I don't understand how anybody could walk around in those. Are they, they triangular? Look- yeah, they're, like, triangular. They look like triangles. I thought they were, like, sneakers. They... The thing is, I don't know, with hedgehog feet, which obviously are pretty small. Um, let's just look at Sonic the Hedgehog. This is great. This is great for the people watching. Yeah, like look at his feet. They're like, it, well, with well, it's so- like sneakers with a strap over it. Yeah, but they look like trying. His feet are like triangular. Right. For the sake of argumenting. For the sake of argument. They are triangles. They are triangles. Yes. Okay. You know, his his comforter, Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. He's even got, like, an old tube TV mm-hmm. in his room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is shaped like Sonic's head, mm-hmm. only where the eyeballs and every... Like, where the eyes are supposed to be, uh-huh. it's the screen. Oh, okay. Um, so he's pretty, pretty decked small out. Screens. I know, right? But as Sonic, <laughs> well, so... Well, in order to play the games, you have to look into Sonic's eyes. Yes. You're pretty much just, like, just looking at him and just... I want to let you guys know right now that because of the way our mic is set up, we have to, like, put our arms around one another. <laughs> that was too intimate of a moment talking about Sonic. I just wanted to... Okay, this is weird. I don't... I gotta go fast. Okay, go fast over there. <laughs> go okay. fast away from my face. Um, I gotta go fast, too. Fast the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but also, um, his, I mean, his love for his love for Sonic extends outside of his room. He actually named uh, his children um, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. Amy is the only one that people don't get the reference yeah, to. Yep. They just go, oh, okay, that's a, that's a normal name. Yep. Until they get to her middle name, which is just straight up Sonic. Yeah. Amy Sonic Carpenter. Yes, yes. All of their middle names are actually Sonic. Yes. Um, he hasn't named a child Sonic yet because he is only uh, saving that name for his chosen child. Yes, obviously. Because actually, John Carpenter has a prophecy in mm. his life that um, his final born child um, will be named Sonic. And mm. that child will be the Messiah. Mm. Um, and that child will, will mark the beginning of a new era of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And also the new the new era of the Carpenter family name. Yes. And all children after that point will have to be named Sonic Junior, Sonic the Second, Sonic the Third, Sonic the Fourth, and so on. Mm. Yes, yes. And the middle name will still be Sonic. So it'll be Sonic, Sonic, Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the new round of kids, like uh, Sonic the Messiah's children, they're all like the... Um, the other versions of Sonic, so like yeah. Metal Sonic, yep. Chaos, yep. Shadow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, real all the bad versions of Sonic. All the bad versions of Sonic. No, yes. there will never be a Big the Cat though. No. No child will ever be Big the Cat. That's no, just rude. No child should ever be bestow have have the title of Big the Cat. But there there was one that was named Froggy. There was. That was when he dabbled into Star. Well, he, it should have been Slippy, but he couldn't. Or Slippy. He well, no, he couldn't think of the name Slippy because he played Star Fox once and then couldn't forget. Couldn't remember the name, so he just <laughs> went with Froggy. So that's that's how he came up with. Fro- Froggy was the stepson. Froggy was the stepson from another marriage. Froggy was the stepson that had already had a name. Yeah, John Carpenter <laughs> just named him Froggy. Yes, um, but um, over the years, John Carpenter became frustrated with Sonic. Mm. Um, he became frustrated as, you know, the quality of the games, you know, went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter's love started to fade and it all came to a head in 2006 with the release of the, uh, critically panned and, uh, audience panned Sonic the Hedgehog, where Sonic has a relationship with a human woman and talks to people and interacts with humans. Mm-hmm. 
and buy shoes from a man in a in a seaside town. I know exactly what you're referencing. Yes, you don't know what I'm referencing. I don't know what he's referencing. You've never heard of Sonic 06, the terrible Sonic game? No. You watch Like it. I I've heard of it, but I don't remember any oh, of it um, happening. Uh, let me just clue you in. It's the worst Sonic game ever made. Don't ever touch it. Don't ever play it. If you get near it, uh your gaming uh your gaming life will crumble before you. I want to play it now. You don't want to play it. <laughs> You thought Sonic Boom was bad? Oh, Sonic 06 started it. <laughs> and and but like there were there were some in the middle that he kind of was okay with. So like um uh-huh. Sonic the Hedgehog so- 3 or what it was. Sonic um Sonic and the Black Knight. He liked. Uh-huh. Um, Sonic Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors. Yep. Um, Sonic Generations was okay. Sonic Unleashed. <sighs> he, he was okay with it. He was even he was okay, okay with the one with the werewolf because yes. because it fit in with his horror background. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he but, could appreciate that. But um, it was it, it all it all came to a head, you know, after that point with the release of Sonic Boom: Rise mm-hmm. of Lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, John Carpenter could not um, could not stand uh, what they've done to Sonic, and he um, he actually went to the Sonic Team headquarters, mm-hmm. and he he came there dressed. As Michael Myers. Now, granted, this is a very old man dressed as Michael Myers, <laughs> coming through the offices of a, of a Japanese game company, dressed as dressed as a as a mass murderer from a horror film. And this was actually around Halloween time, so the people in the office were were actually happy and excited when this person walked through the door. They were like, "Ha, ah, yay! This this is this is cool. This is fun. This we is, like Halloween. Yeah, we like Halloween time. This is fun." Um, but then John Carpenter, um, just like Michael Myers in the film, uh, brutally murders everybody at Sonic Team, except for, uh, except for one person who he takes hostage. Um, yeah. And this, the person he takes hostage really kind of didn't have anything to do with Sonic. It was just somebody, it was an intern. And, and actually, let me rephrase that. He didn't murder them. Uh, he's so old that when he tried to put the knife through them, everybody just dove out of the way. And, and then pretend and to get pretend, hit, and they were like, oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah, but... yeah. so nobody died. Uh, let me just get that out of the way. I, I should have put air quotes around murder. Even if you did, no one would see it. This yeah. is a recording. Um, and, and yeah, and he actually, John Carpenter was so infuriated he tried to perform a actual Sonic spin dash, but uh, knocked himself out doing it. And that's when um, the the employees at the Sonic headquarters just decided to be like, all right, take this guy into the interrogation room, tie him up, see what the fuck he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've actually never seen anyone attempt to do that before. Mm-hmm. So they were like, all right, we need to get this guy in question, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. Um, so, they're, so they picked him up, dragged him in, tied him up. Mm-hmm. And when he woke up... He was still in the Michael Myers costume, just sans the mask. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And uh, just one guy in a big white, like, doctor lab suit coat. Like, uh-huh. you know, just, like, dressed all in white. Uh-huh. And he has back turned. Back turned. And but, then he and, but... slowly turns over. And he's got this huge-ass syringe that is just sonic blue. Uh-huh. Right? And as, and as he looks up and sees his face, there's a giant spiky mustache <laughs> and giant eyebrows and giant nose it was none other than dr eggman in the flesh i don't know what dr eggman sounds like so can you help me out with that for a moment eh, sonic yeah oh, kind of like an old bad man not, eh? not really but no. more, more like ha ha sonic it, it kind of like uh, okay i it's still not really. i'm not getting it but okay <laughs> Mr. Um, Carpenter, <laughs> it seems you've tried to seems you've tried to infiltrate our headquarters. 
I have no idea what you mean. You tried to spin dash on these employees, and you broke your neck. My neck is broken? Well, that's, that explains why everything is sideways right now. Well, here, I have a syringe that can help with that. And he sticks a syringe in his neck and brings his neck back to life, pretty much. But then, when he does that, John Carpenter feels something hot around his neck. Uh, and his veins start to turn blue. Blue. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's not just his veins, it's his skin. His skin is this patchy sonic blue uh -huh. and he looks down at his feet and his feet are hedgehog shaped <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like oh no what's what's happening to me I, chili dogs <laughs> I, just about to say, I, I was literally just about to say i have a sudden urge for chili dogs <laughs> oh you beat me to it damn it <laughs> so he goes he goes what's happening to me chili dogs <laughs> <laughs> and and John John Carpenter is no longer John Carpenter. He is Sonic the Hedgehog. He is John Sonic. He is John Sonic the Hedgehog. He looks like a hedgehog. He loves chili dogs just like a hedgehog. He is Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, and and with that, he said he he says a classic catchphrase: "Gotta go, John!" And spin dashes out of the interrogation room. And then bounces off the walls, out of the Sonic Team headquarters. And <laughs> While he bounces, just rings fall rings, out of him. Yep, rings are falling out. <laughs> um, but before he leaves, he um, he happens to pass by in the, out, in, the, uh, in the atrium of the office. A giant statue of Sonic. And he stands there, looking up longingly at his, uh, at his dear friend. And then he, he actually places his hand on the statue. And with this, the statue starts to rumble. The statue starts to move. And the bronze that is encasing this statue melts away. And it's actually a giant Sonic underneath that they cast in bronze. And it's an actual Sonic the Hedgehog. And, and that Sonic goes, hey, thanks for freeing me. You want to go get some chili dogs? And Yes. And then Sonic and Jonic. And Jonic! Sonic and Jonic <laughs> go hand in hand to the, okay. to the nearest wiener schnitzel <laughs> and share chili dogs for the rest of the day. The end? The end. <laughs> Oh my oh, god! Fantastic! That was great. That was wonderful. That was hilarious. That was a great excuse to just talk about Sonic and just <laughs> fucking make fun of Sonic for twenty minutes. Oh, that was fun. Oh my god! So for all you non-gamers out there that have never heard of Sonic the Hedgehog, we're sorry. Also, where um, have you been that you've never heard of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, go get a Sega Genesis and come back to us when you've played. It might be a little expensive nowadays, but try. Yeah, retrons are pretty cheap. Just go, <laughs> go, go get a Retron Five, and then go to your nearest uh, vintage game store, buy Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, don't buy Sonic Spinball, and uh, and yeah, just play through that like thirty times. And then you'll probably get it. Yeah. And then go play Sonic Boom. And then, no. Just go read the Wikipedia pages on the rest of the Sonic games. <laughs> but play Sonic Mania. That one's pretty cool. That one's, that one's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, we haven't played it, but we've heard it was cool. Oh, yeah. We've heard good things. Nothing but good things. So. <laughs> oh, man. What a great story that was. I love that story. Yeah. Just, chili dogs. Chili dogs. We just got to go get some chili dogs now because. I don't like chili dogs. You don't like chili dogs? I, I shouldn't say that. That's a lie. If John Carpenter as Sonic gave you a chili dog, would you eat it? Would it be from Yakos? Possibly. I mean, we could we could make that work. 
Sure. Okay. Fair I love enough. Yakos. Fair enough. All right. As, some, as someone who never grew up with a Yakos, I can now say that Yakos yes. is life. Shout out! Shout out to locally High Valley hot dog chain Yakos. We're not sponsored by them, but we love you. If you're looking to sponsor a podcast, hit us up. Please. 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 If you're listening, we'll take payment and hot dogs. We really don't care. Uh, or pierogies. Or pierogies. I, am, I am a fan of your pierogies. Yes. <laughs> Please. We love all your food. But uh, but yeah, so that was the first story, episode four, mm-hmm. very early in our run, but some good oh stuff God. there. I didn't know it was that early. Yeah, it was I, that early. I thought it was actually like closer to the tens. I th- yeah, you forget how long we've been doing this after a while. I mean, really, I forget all the time. Yeah. But then again, I forget where I am. <laughs> exactly. I forget my name. I have to lead you places. They, mm-hmm. That's why you're, I'm always with you. I'm old. What can I say? Exactly. I look 24, but really I'm 95. <laughs> Just as old as Yakko's. 24 going on 100. Yep. Basically. My everyday. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So now we move from episode four, the mm-hmm. first, the first third of our, of our show, to our middle third, the middle ages of the first year. I'd We're say. We're doing like a weird triptych kind of thing. We kind of are, but yeah. with audio instead of you know wood and oil. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I went to school for art history. <laughs> so yeah, this this next episode was episode seventeen, uh-huh. which featured one of our favorite guests of all time, Jeremy Bowen. He was also our second. He was our guest? he was our third guest. Third. Uh, Justin Passano, Dan Ford, and then Jeremy. Right, Dan Ford. Yeah. Um, this is probably one of this is the only story in which um, when I promoted it on Instagram, mm-hmm. I actually made a promotion poster for it. Uh huh. Um, and I never did that again because <laughs> that takes effort. Yeah. But it was fun. And we actually, we had a really fun Twitter poll that went out with this, mm-hmm. uh, this story that, uh, that actually went, that people really responded to it and took to it. It ended up being a 50, 50 split. Really? Yeah. That poll ended up being a 50, 50 split. I think that's the best way to end. Yeah. So for folks that didn't listen to that episode, this story, uh, there was an article that came out months ago where uh, John Cena was interested in. Well, it was actually at the Nickelodeon upfronts. So yes, they had the upfronts, and they had John Cena out there at the upfronts because he was a host of the Kids Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. But he came out in uh, Steve Burns' sh- like the shirt from Blue's Clues yeah, that Steve Steve's Burns shirt. would wear, and he likes and he basically said, "Yeah, I want to be the next host of Blue's Clues." And that turned into John Cena being the next host of Blue's Clues. Yeah, um, and. Then we kind of went on a tangent for a little bit about how people thought Steve Burns was dead. And didn't um, and what didn't like TMZ publish an article? I think we got it, or there was like a there was an article that somebody posted that said like Steve Burns would fight John Cena to. Right, 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 right. Yeah, then that, I think that was the article. Yeah, because it was from Not the Onion yeah. that we pulled it from. Yeah, and that was, that like um, Steve Burns would fight John Cena to be the host. Yeah. Of Blue's Clues uh-huh. for the reboot, and uh, and yeah, we told this amazing story. With so many different layers to it, I loved it. It was it was amazing, and Jeremy being our third in that story just made it even better because he made it go over the top. Oh yeah, like I think if it was just me and you, it wouldn't have been as like spectacular as it was. Yeah, um, Jeremy is just like this awesome weaver of stories, in my opinion, like mm-hmm. of, of everything improv. Yeah, um, anything common like comedy related, he does. I'm all over it. Jer- it. Jeremy is an amazing comedic mind. He mm-hmm. does a lot of video work. Um, I did a show with him recently where he came up with this like 90 second ad for a fake product, but it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'm gonna actually link to it in the description of this episode because I love it so much and I want you all to see it and it needs to be seen. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's for 
for a fake product called Starshitter. So I'll put the link to that in the description of this video. I won't tell you anymore. You should go check it out. But you should listen to this story with us and Jeremy talking about the fight of the century, Steve Burns versus John Cena for the right to host Blue's Clues. Let's get into it. They're always so good. This yeah. is a good. Uh, I'm gonna say Steve Burns. Steve Burns right. and John Cena. Because you like wrestling, I and do. I like children's television. <laughs> Our two favorite things collided. This works perfectly. Oh boy. So as we as we all know, Blue's Clues was a show that ran in the 1990s on Nickelodeon with Blue, uh, Blue Dog that was like that was animated, 2D animated. That would uh, that would help children learn different things, and Steve was the host, and mm-hmm. he would also help children learn. Um, and as we all know, John Cena is a uh, well-decorated uh, WWE superstar with uh, 16 world titles to his name. So children also love John. Children Cena. also love John Cena. Oh. Children love blue, and they also love John Cena. It's that blue and green combo <laughs> you can't ignore. <laughs> so, um, so when word got out recently that Blue's Clues was going to be rebooted. John Cena, um, in his home in West Newbury, Massachusetts, was sitting. He was sitting on his uh, on his throne, made of um, made of headbands and jorts, and he was thinking to himself, "You know what can I do to make children like me even more? Because they wear my t-shirts, they wear my headbands, they wear my armbands. They go they go see Ferdinand still in theaters, I guess." Yeah. I'm not plugging for no free ads on this show. <laughs> Ferdinand is not getting plugged. They they like to buy his tiny little towels that he carries around in his back pockets. That the yeah. That he throws in the crowds. <laughs> he yeah. So he's like, what else can I do to endear myself to children? I know. Audition for a reboot of a show that that happened twenty some years ago, and then people will continue to like me for the next twenty years. Cut to a dark apartment. In Lower Brooklyn, <laughs> a single light is lit in the corner. Steve Burns sits alone. He turns on Nickelodeon from his thinking chair, and he sits down and begins to watch the Nickelodeon Kids Awards <laughs> and sees John Cena get on stage dressed in the very outfit with which he made his millions. And of course, as John Cena comes out, you hear, but for like for, for Steve, it's more like in minor key because to him everything is just falling apart. <laughs> so it's just burn, just like slowly, just spiraling down the toilet drain, just like oh no, just seeing everything fall apart. And like the thing with Steve is that he would love to, you know, go and try and get his old hosting job back. But we all know that Steve was uh, let go due to uh, hair loss. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that's actually true. That's very true. It's he very started true. losing his hair, and Nickelodeon was like, bye. Um, he was also not well-liked at Nickelodeon, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and they were like, hey, uh, don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you. Um, again, that's good. True. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, but but Steve, he's he'd actually been working for years to get back into Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. And Nickelodeon didn't even know it. Um, years ago, when uh, when Nicktoons became a thing, Steve actually went undercover into Nickelodeon's animation studios and got a job as an animator. Mm. And 
you've ever like you've heard the stories of like in Disney movies where they'll have like hidden penises in the mm-hmm. background of all yeah. the movies. Is he drawing penises everywhere? Steve got hired as an animator on SpongeBob SquarePants, and okay. every episode he worked on, if you look really closely in the background, you'll see that there there is a very clear penis in the sky because you know how like the sky looks like flowers. But actually, you'll look around. If you look closely, there's some penises there. That was his doing. He was under a pseudonym of, I, I think it was like Dale Dale Dickland was I, was his name. And, and Dale Dickland was never caught. But as a signature, he put a teeny tiny Mr. Salt and Mr. Pepper, also very <laughs> phallic, in the corner. Should anyone discover the penises within, they would know. The Banksy stylings <laughs> of Dick, Dick, Dick Lick, Lick, what was his name? Dick Dickland. Dickland, <laughs> animator extraordinaire. Oh my god! And this continued not only on SpongeBob but over numerous shows over a five-year period. As told by Ginger. Um, yeah. Wild Thornberries. Wild Thornberries. He um, actually did it into the uh, animation of the name of Clarissa Explains It All at the beginning, oh, oh, man. which preceded him slightly. But yeah, yeah, because I know they did like remastered versions for DVD, yes. for like DVD, that's when he, and yeah. that's when he did it. Yeah, they was hired as a contractor for it. But yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it's kind of like shitty that he was doing that, but Terrible. also um, work of genius. Yeah, just like no one ever has been as talented yeah. as. Steve and look Rose. how well uh, SpongeBob did in some of these other shows. I yeah. mean, the success yeah. is due unquestionably to Mr. Dickland. Yeah. Oh yes. So so as we cut back to the Brooklyn apartment. And we see Steve in his thinking chair. Uh, you hear in the background, very faintly, You just got a letter. You just got a letter. You just got a letter. Check out who it's from. And you see a letter just slide. The letter slides underneath his apartment door. Here's your mail. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up. He gets up, all the beer cans on the thinking chair fall kicks, off. Kicks them off. Kicks them off, walks over, picks up the letter. Huh? He opens it. And it's a video of John Cena. John's just in the video just saying, Steve, how's it going, my man? John Cena, 16-time world champion here. I just want to let you know, man, I love your work on Blue's Clues. But your time is up. My time is now. And I'm going to be the new host of Blue's Clues. So, I'd like your blessing, and uh, I'm going to need to see Blue as soon as possible. So, so, so get her over here. So, Steve takes that letter, tears it into shreds in a fit of very slow, angry, and weak rage. Throws <laughs> them in the air and says, Alexa, call my uh, agent. Yes, Steve. <laughs> Listen to me. It's me, Steve Burns. You watching the Nick Kids Awards right now? Yeah, I'm watching the Nick Kids Awards, Steve. What do you want? So you see that effigy of me, that John Cena piece of garbage up there pretending to do my dances, pretending to move my moves, sing my songs? John's talented. What are you going to do? He's a talented guy. He's big. He's strong. The kids love him. You got to understand. The kids love him because they're scared of him. They're terrified of him. He's a bully. And I don't stand for any bullies, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, agent, special agent. I am going to fight that man to the death. Oh, really now? Really now. Well, uh, looks like uh, 
Looks like I'll have to set something up here because this is going to... Oh, this is going to make some money. Uh, yeah, it's going to make a lot of money. So you're going to need to set up a fight to the death ASAP stat. I'm going to call up HBO pay-per-view right now and we're going to get something set up. So uh, oh. you just stay by the phone, Steven. I'll get back to you soon. All right. I'm going to just sit here and flex a little bit. <laughs> Bye. So the fight was on. Steve Burns, John Cena, fight to the death. This is this was no fake fight. This mm -mm. is a real fight where they're duking it out until one of them is dead. Um, they they shopped it to numerous networks. First, they went to HBO, and HBO was like, you, "You fucking kidding me? Hell no! We got Sesame Street on here. We're actually like trying to be good. So just we we have both ends of the spectrum. We've got boobs and sex on Game of Thrones, and we have Sesame Street. We don't need." We don't need those two worlds colliding. But Steve wouldn't would it let up, and he wrote them a very strongly worded letter pleading his case, stating that they had shows such as Sopranos and other shows with plenty of violence, and that they should let him fight his fight. And they they finally relented, and they agreed, under the condition that John Cena then got a five picture deal with HBO Films after it was over, and Steve, Steve. Wouldn't get anything. So Steve knew he had to get ready for this. So he started training the only way Steve Burns can. Gently. He went down to his rumpus room where he had all sorts of those inflatable sandbag weighted uh, clown things. Except instead of the clown face, he cut out pictures of John Cena and gently taped them to it with two-sided tape that kept falling off so he then glued them permanently <laughs> and he and he also had you know how they had like in the old uh, days those wrestling buddies oh, yeah. where it was those little little figures that you could like wrestle with and like and they have john cena ones he actually he would buy he bought like 50 of those and would just train slamming them up in, in the ground and just against walls just this is as close as i'm gonna get to slamming him right now and just throwing him around, putting him in chokeholds and everything like that. He bit off a couple of ears on him. He did. Yeah. He did. He got very talented at that. Yeah. I would say. He also got staph infection from eating the. <laughs> <laughs> the one question I have though, if he was in an apartment in Brooklyn, how did he? How did he afford a space that has a rumpus room? Actually, Steve Burns purchased an old auto garage <laughs> okay. and turned it. It had like. Two, it was a garage and then two, uh, like, garden apartment style buildings on the side mm -hmm. with a center open area. And he had it in a very hipster fashion remade into like a modern, cool house with a uh, geranium. What, what do you call the uh, space for uh, plants to grow oh, in uh, and stuff? In the middle. Like, uh, it like has anium. Arboretum? No. It's an arboridium. Something like it's, that. Uh, he, he, there's plants in the middle yeah, of his house. Yeah. Like he has an outdoors in square in the okay. middle of his house. Okay. And uh, it's in it's in Brooklyn. And from the outside, it still looks like a garage. Wow. Wow. So totally so there's unassuming. plenty of room for it. Yeah, complete. Oh, it's very assuming. <laughs> but you would assume it was a garage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he also gets a lot of people coming by like late at night with their like beat up Toyota Corolla, just like, hey. You open, I got, I got this broken down. Yep. You gotta fix it. And he's like, sir, no, you're gonna have to go away. <laughs> he eventually had to put up a sign that said, no auto fixing here. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he kept the sign up that says auto garage. Just Absolutely. because he liked the aesthetic. Yeah. And it's yeah. Brooklyn. It so. retro. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. 
So, so Steve Keep playing room for a rumpus room. Yes. <laughs> so Steve's been training for months. However, John, John on the other hand, uh, didn't take his opponent as seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know John Cena. John Cena is an enormous man with enormous muscles that can deadlift hundreds of pounds. He can squat over a thousand pounds. I think last I've wow. heard. So he's like, ah, I'm just gonna sit and watch watch television. And he doesn't watch SpongeBob. He watched. He that's what he did. For three months, he watched nothing but SpongeBob SquarePants, and actually, funny enough, he was fascinated by searching for all the hidden penises oh. that he had no idea were done by Steve Burns. And he and he he looked through, and he's like, "Oh, there's another penis." Yeah. And next episode, look at that. There's another penis. And he'd be sitting there with his wife, and his wife was just, "What are you? What are you doing?" And yeah, absolutely. And he, his wife kept wondering why he kept over seasoning his food. He's, <laughs> <laughs> so much salt and pepper on all of the food that his poor wife made and she thought that maybe she wasn't seasoning them well it really broke her heart a little bit little did she know it was the subliminal messaging from yeah. from spongebob that was causing him to over season his food but this caused a little bit of a rift between him and his wife who felt that he was a little bit distant and that the seasoning of his food was was a an, an insult to her uh all the work that she puts into his career because she gave up her career mm-hmm. and here he is a big popular wrestler on places like the nick jr awards and uh, and she's at home just cooking up dishes for him yeah mm-hmm. she she gave up her career because his wife is actually a wrestler mm-hmm. she so right. she gave up her career as a wrestler so her husband could continue to be a wrestler yeah man it's so jelly bag sanchez was no more <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, she, she, Jellybag Sanchez was a star in Lucha Libre in Mexico. That's right. You, you just, you, you heard, you heard of names like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and yes. then Jellybag Sanchez. <laughs> Those were the three most popular names in Mexico in the late two, in the early two thousands. Her name is how she got you. you just <laughs> stand in the middle of the ring, Jellybag. Can you just say it one more time? Just, just slowly this time. And then all of a sudden, she'd pull out of out of the back of her tights a jelly bag and just slap her opponent yeah. in the face. That was her finishing. That move. was her finishing, that was move. Her finishing move. Technically, it should get you disqualified, but in their in the, their case, the ref was like, "What? What? Yeah. Okay, they're down. One, two, three. That's right. So. And when John Cena saw her performing, he got these hearts in his eyes that were started out as small hearts, but then they became big hearts, and then small hearts again. Then they went to big hearts and small hearts again, and then. Uh, went to Big Hearts and they made like a truck sound like like that kind of thing and she saw him in the audience and she said you you will be my man and uh, and yeah they've been doing great ever since until today until today when uh, when just a few days before the fight Jellybag Sanchez couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. and she filed for divorce yes they left they left John devastated just but Crying and eating ice cream. Why did you leave me right before my fight? My big fight. My big fight with Steve. How am I going to beat Steve without somebody in my corner? And, you know, Steve, and John was despondent. He was, he was just depressed. Yeah. There was no getting him out of his funk. However, Steve, over the course of four months, he put on 25 pounds of muscle. Yes. 25 pounds of pure muscle. Mm-hmm. No steroids, nothing. Just all natural. All natural. Steak, steak, potatoes, and throwing around car parts. (laughs) Because even though he converted that auto garage, there were still parts in there. So he was lifting bumpers. He was throwing rims everywhere. You know, that's 
that's how you work out in an old auto garage. You're just throwing around parts that are left around. Yeah, and if you go in there to this day, the 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 rumpus room is still filled with all sorts of car parts with John Cena's head on them. A bumper with John Cena's head, a tire with John Cena's head, another tire with John Cena's head. <laughs> Over there's a tire with John Cena's head. Where'd the fourth tire go? <laughs> he actually ate it because he got, he got so mad at one point that he just ate the tire because he was, I'm so mad at John! He just had to eat the tire because he couldn't look at That's it right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is why there's only three tires. Yes. <laughs> so, so fight day arrives. Mm. Steve is looking jacked. Oh, yeah. He's looking ready to go. And John, in the span of three days, John has gained 25 pounds of fat <laughs> from eating nothing but Ben and Jerry's and pizza. And all of it is in his neck and his tummy. <laughs> so he's still pretty ripped, uh-huh. but he's also very Buddha-ish. Yeah. <laughs> he's got sort of a dad bod going on yes. without, without having children. Yeah. And his hair got, like curlier and long uh we never really get to see it get very long but it's like he's got like a curly 70s um welcome back cotter haircut <laughs> <laughs> so they both make their entrances john makes his typical but of course the whole time he's coming out he runs out of breath by the time he runs out from yeah. behind the curtains he, but he comes out to the ramp. He's like, <gasps> he can't. He can barely lift the little towel up in the air to show all. And the instead kids. of throwing it, he's just dabbing himself. He's just getting he's all the sweat off sweat. of him. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't run down the ring like he normally does. He just calmly walks. He just calmly walks, tries to save himself. Yeah. And he tries to play it off as like, no, I'm just stoic and badass because yeah. I'm risking my life for kids' television. Right. What are you doing on the couch? <laughs> So he makes his way, and then Steve, he actually come, he comes out, he comes out to like this badass metal music. It's right. like, it's I'm talking like Slayer. He comes out yeah. to Raining Blood by Slayer, and he's got a baseball bat with barbed wire in one hand and a steel chair in the other hand, and he just screams at the top of his lungs when he comes out. He's just, and runs out of the ring, throws the foreign objects inside, and slides in, and gets right up in John's face and just staring him down, all wild eyed. Just I'm coming for. And meanwhile, John Cena's just staring back, and it's like a sad puppy. <laughs> like, you just kind of want to pet him and tell him it's going to be okay, but also, like, he's about to die. Yeah. So that would be a lie. Yeah. And the audience has been following along with what's been happening to John Cena, and they're very sympathetic to him. Yeah. So uh, the tables are really turned on the audience's favor, and they uh, empathize so much with John Cena, and they really detest uh, Steve Burns because they feel that he drove them to it even though they don't even know that he actually did drive them to it they just blame him Mm -hmm. because the way that the media spun it so we're all expecting people to be proud of steve for standing up to the big mean bully and the tables have turned on steve and he's the piece of garbage he's the monster that's the bully now yeah it's amazing what happens in three weeks on twitter (laughs) (laughs) twitter videos and tweets will just completely changes opinions yeah. absolutely he so. periscoped eating the fourth tire <laughs> <laughs> it got like a million it got like a million live views like, like really popular yeah. people called an ambulance they thought he was for sure going to die yeah and he was really bummed out because initially he had tried to vine it yeah. uh, but vine was gone <laughs> and he ate the whole tire for nothing <laughs> and then he, he tried to do it for instagram too 
But then he realized, shit, I only get like a minute and a half. That's not enough time to eat yeah, this whole tire. No, you needed more time. So he, when he started the periscope, he was like three quarters of the way done with the tire. He's like, well, I already ate the face, so. <laughs> now, now I'm just eating right. Now you guys just watch me eat a quarter tire. <laughs> What's the point anymore? <laughs> so, so they're in the ring. Bell rings. Fight begins. You know, Steve starts off going at him with some haymakers. Just oh, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Right to John's face, and John's John's just trying to cover up because he's just like, I'm I'm not expecting this. This is not what I'm not used to. Real punches. <laughs> My fights are scripted. <laughs> and the audience is boo boo. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's very rare in this case to hear John Cena being cheered that much because typically it's like very half and half with him. Like with wrestling fans, it's you either hate him or you oh, love him. So sure. so in this case, it's like they're all behind him. So yeah. so hearing that like that vo- that those boos on, on Steve. Just gives Cena this like this burst of energy, and this will to fight. So Cena comes back, wow, bah, just starts punching him in the gut, punch him in the gut, kicking him in the gut, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Steve is Steve reaches down, pulls the steel chair, bam, hits Cena in the head, smashes him right in the head, and then he grabs his side table drawer and he he takes it out and he asks him. Hey, side table drawer, what move do I do next? And he goes, do the punchy, do the punchy. So he brings over the side table drawer right in front of him, and everybody's wondering what's going on. And John Cena's not even moving. He's just depressed, man. And he puts down side table drawer. Side table drawer extends the drawer right into John Cena's nuts. And the audience just gasps. Oh, Oh, man. And then he says, I'm the Steve I never fail. I'm the Steve, I never fail. Here it comes, another whale. And he kicks him in the nuts and he goes, whale. (laughs) And then he takes out his thinking pad and he draws a whale. And it's really cute and plump and it looks like a different hand drew it. (laughs) And then, because of course his thinking pad is this magical pad, this whale that he draws flies out from off the pad into real life. In the middle of the air, like Free Willy, and then lands right on top of John. Splat, splat. And John is just, John is beaten down. It's it's only thirty seconds into this match, and he's already, he's already looking worse for wear than he's ever looked before. Yeah, and the audience looks like the 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 crowd at the Hindenburg. They're all just crying and brokenhearted and holding one another. Yeah, tragic. And and John's just thinking to himself, man. All of this over just a, a silly kid show? I didn't think it would come to this. And at that very moment, from the crowd, jelly bag Sanchez <laughs> run in. And she says, John, take these jelly bags. And she throws <laughs> jelly bags at John. John catches the jelly bags. They give him strength because he knows there's still love inside. It's like Popeye. Yes. <laughs> Instead of spinach, it's jelly bag. But he did eat one of the jelly bags. And she said, no, don't eat the jelly bag. Hit him with the jelly bag. <laughs> He rises to his feet slowly. There's triumphant music for some reason as he as he gets taller and taller and his tummy gets a little tiny bit smaller but it makes like a sound effect and goes boop. And then <laughs> he looks at him and he says, Steve, eat a jelly bag and throws a jelly bag right at Steve's head. Steve tips over as if on roller skates, blackened and his ego bruised. He stands up slowly and says, don't hit me, mister. Don't hit me. I just want to be Steve again. I miss the kids. I miss the my friends. I miss Magenta, you know, the neighbor's kid. I miss them all. 
Come on, Johnny Cena. You're taking all I got. And with that, John looks at Steve and says, You know what? I don't think I ever really wanted this gig anyway. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was for me, but, but now I realize I'm actually where I should be. In the ring. In front of crowds. In front of these people. Doing what I love. Fake wrestling. That's right. And as he turns around and the crowd is so happy and... And, 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 and feeling wonderful for him and showering him with flowers, Steve slowly rises behind him, picks up his thinking chair, and smashes it over John Cena's poor head. John Cena looks around and goes, What? <laughs> and then falls asleep in the thinking chair. With that, they thought that John Cena was dead. Like, he wasn't moving anymore, so they were like, all right, well, I guess we have a winner. And so they go on stage, and they they hand Steve the the contract, and Steve is looking it over and and reading over the the contract, and he goes, you know what? I think I'm just going to go make music with the Flaming Lips. (laughs) And then he just throws the contract on John Cena and walks away. When John came to, he saw the contract. He looked at it. He said, I'm just going to go be with Jellybag now. And he walks away from the contract. And that's what led to the open casting call for the Blues Clues auditions last week. (laughs) Wayne Cohen of the Flaming Lips sees this, goes down to audition for Blues Clues, and suggests that they change the art direction a little bit of the show and it becomes a very, very psychedelic HR Poppin' Stuff-esque <laughs> 2D animation of multiple eyeballs and spinning twirlies in the background. Lots of pinwheel play and all sorts of shenanigans take place on Blue's Clues these days. <laughs> and Nickelodeon executives who were in the audition looked at him and were like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. It works. That works. The kids will love it. Yeah. Approved. Big old stamp right on top of the script. <laughs> the end. And that's how we got Blue's Clues and the Electric Spectacular Wonderful Machine Time. <laughs> Episode one. Coming June 2018. <laughs> Holy shit. That was oh my a God. that was a roller coaster ride. Oh my god. I was sad, but then I was glad. <laughs> It ended, it ended up working out for everybody. Yes. <laughs> everybody was battered and bruised, but they left happy. So. Except that tire. That yeah, tire didn't make out That so tire. Well. R.I.P. fourth tire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag fourth tire lives on. <laughs> Periscope. You can still find it in some places. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a battle. What a battle between Steve Burns and John Cena. What what side of that fight do you lie on? <sighs> Surpri- as much as I love wrestling, mm. and as much as I think John Cena would beat the crap out of Steve Burns, mm. I think Steve's a scrapper. I think Steve could do it. Yeah, I mean, he lives he lives in a converted garage in Brooklyn. He Oh yeah, that's something that else was the, we that just, was that was the whole thing. Yep. Well, also 
Yes, in in the story, yeah. he lives in a converted garage. But in real life, he lives in a converted garage in Brooklyn. Yeah. And that was just I, too Because I think Jeremy linked us to that article afterwards, yes. and we just and freaked we out. died. We were like, you've got to be kidding It was me. hilarious. It was one of the funniest things that we'd seen. Um, so, yeah. Um, we've come to our final story of this retrospective of the first year. And, boy, this was a doozy. This was a doozy from episode 31, just a few weeks ago, actually, mm-hmm. where it was the first appearance of my twin sister, Emily Williamson. One of the funniest people I've ever met. One of the most one of the most requested guests from Lynn. Well, yes, because she constantly was like, when when can I be on? And I was like, whenever. She con- and You she, can come on whenever. She constantly jokes like, oh, I'm funnier than Evan. I'm so much funnier and than I Evan. And I would be like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we finally decided to put that to the test and bring her on. And guess what? She was right. She was right. She <laughs> was very, very right. She was absolutely hilarious. It was one of the funniest recording sessions I think we've ever had. Yes. Um, and this story, I think, is a great, great example of that. We've, we've affectionately called this story Lemon Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves Don Lemon, the you know noted host from CNN. Uh, Lemon Farm, some, I forget where it was. Indiana, Illinois, somewhere. Somewhere in the Midwest. Somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, a music festival, Lemon M, you know, a lot of just lemon puns. Yes. One of the funniest lines ever delivered on the series, I'd say, to this point. Yes. Uh, and, and we will keep it Oh, you, for the episode. Oh, you will know. You will know because we both laughed super heartily. Probably one of the biggest laughs I've given on the history of the show at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all around a hilarious story. A great that that whole episode was just great banter between the three of us. Yes, worked very well together. So, it's definitely a reason why you'll be seeing Emily around a lot more often in the coming weeks and months and heck yeah years on this show. I am willing to have her on whenever she wants to. Yeah, great guest, a great story. So, enough. Let you know what I'm just gonna shut up. Yeah, let's, let's just shut up. Let's just shut up and have you listen to it. Take a listen, enjoy. <laughs> So I think we're all in agreement. We want to tell the story about the man who uh, who was what smuggling eight hundred pounds of. He was found. He was busted having eight hundred pounds of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he was sm- like. But why are you smuggling? Well, where are they illegal? Well, then I guess we should get into that. Okay. All right. So, so the the main protagonist of this whole story is actually noted CNN uh, CNN reporter Don Lemon. <laughs> Don Don Lemon uh, in his off time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he runs he runs his own lemon farm. Yeah, Don Lemon's Lemon Farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lemon Lollapalooza is what other people like to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean that's really what it is. Yeah, it's a lemon yeah. Lollapalooza. Literally lemon everywhere. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he runs he runs a four day music festival at his lemon farm <laughs> under the yeah. same name Lemon Lollapalooza. Yes, everyone has to dress like a lemon. That's the only way you get in. Yep, you the have only to thing wear they serve is lemonade. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a very sour. You leave and your your throat and your tongue is just dry. Oh yeah, yeah. From mm-hmm. all of the lemon. Not everybody makes it out of lemon lollapalooza alive. Oh really? Mm-hmm. What the acid just? Oh, it just eats away at. Some them. people just can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You really have to prepare. Yeah. If you have a you know a sensitive tummy, this is mm-hmm. not not the music the place festival for you. for you. Yeah. So so, but in order for Don Lemon to keep his Don Lemon's Lemon Farm Lemon Lollapalooza going, <laughs> you need to have lemons. Yes. 
and the only way you make lemons is on your lemon farm. But mm -hmm. the problem is nowadays um, it's much harder to maintain a farm, especially with his crazy work schedule at CNN. Mm -hmm. So he's gone to the trouble of stealing lemons from other farms. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's a dirty, filthy thief. He's a dirty lemon thief. But they don't just take a couple lemons at a time. No. They're big. They take you know hundreds and hundreds of lemons at a time yes. mm -hmm. from uh, from Larry Lemon. Yeah. Larry Lemons. And Luann. Larry and Luann Lemon. Yeah. Larry and Luann Lemon. She cleans all the lemons before they are allowed to start. Oh, she's she's great. By hand. Mm -hmm. By hand. She, she won't she won't let a lemon leave that property without being scrubbed until it shines. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Those, those are the shiniest lemons this side of the shiniest Mississippi. Lemons. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't love a good shiny lemon? Right. Yeah. That's how you know it's worthy. Yeah. Of mm -hmm. your lemonade and your lemon chicken and your lemon chicken is that a thing yeah, yeah. Oh. lemon like lemon pepper chicken yeah. mm -hmm. oh lemon pepper chicken yeah, yeah. Sorry about do anything that. like that like yeah you can't you can't have that it's how you know it's good for your shrimp yeah iced tea iced yeah. tea yeah restaurant water lemon lime soda restaurant water no 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 you heard that from her no. Folks, That's why Evan's appendix went boom. Folks, PSA from from the forensic scientist here. Take Don't use the lemons in your water at the restaurant. At the restaurant. <laughs> Don't do it. You will not make it to Lemon Lollapalooza <laughs> if you eat those lemons. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> so so we have so we have Larry and was it Luann? You said? Yes, Luann. Larry and Luann Lemon, uh, who own a competing lemon farm just down the road from mm -hmm. Don Lemon's Lemon Farm, Lemon Lollapalooza. The only way you get land anywhere near these lemon farms is if your last name is Lemon. Yeah. Or you sell Lululemon. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so it's basically on this stretch of road. It's it's Lemon Lane. Yes. Yeah, Lemon Lane mm -hmm. in Lemon, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Um. You can either you can only have a Lululemon store, mm -hmm. or you have to have a lemon farm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or a restaurant that specializes in lemon cuisine. Mm -hmm. Correct. Those are the only three conditions that you. Or can... you dress like a lemon twenty four seven. Only then you fit right in. Yeah. So there's one there's one person there that um that just constantly... there's a homeless dude for a bit dressed like a lemon. <laughs> mm -hmm. He knew he could get free food yes. that way, mm -hmm. and he would pretend to be a lemon on people's farms. That way, at night he could just <laughs> take a lemon, bite it, and be on his way. Like it was kind of like the scarecrow. But it was just the a scare lemon. lemon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> he kept everything away. Okay. Yes, gotcha. Including mm -hmm. people who didn't have the last name of Lemon. Interesting. He what? kept Lemon Street pure. <laughs> His name was also Lenny, so it like kind of went okay. If you like said it incorrectly, <laughs> and he loved lemony snicket, so they were like, <laughs> "Come on in." Oh man. So mm -hmm. okay. So now that we so Larry and Luann Lemon. This They're is going to get very difficult. It's gonna Everyone get, follow along, take notes. <laughs> yes. So Larry and Luann Lemon have had their farm pillaged by Don Lemon, but they've had no idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Don Lemon's Lemon Farm, Lemon Lollapalooza has become so successful. Why would he need to steal from Why anyone Why would he else? need to steal from anybody? Mm -hmm. But they've noticed that their crops are becoming, you know, much shorter. They're not having as much return on, you know, on their farm. And they're trying to figure out why. You know, at first they think it's they think it's a local wildlife coming in and, destroying their farm because there's been a rash of beavers running through the farms just eating lemons taking them to build dams yep there's lemon dams all over the oh yeah place. the lemon peels are great for dams you okay over there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that get you pretty good yeah that's good beavers. <laughs> mm -hmm. well we all know beavers like citrus i mean all animals like lemon oh yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially small animals like make little boats out of the peels. <laughs> <laughs> like little little field mice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frogs use lemon peels as mm-hmm. as lily pads. Yeah. Lemon pads actually. Lemon pads. Yes, correct. Yes. They smell good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so with this, Larry and Louie and Lemon decided to decide to set up cameras on their farm. Mm. to catch whoever was doing, you know, who was stealing their lemons. And, you know, the first few nights, they didn't really notice anything. Just some just some creatures running through some field. And Lenny. Lemon. And Lenny. The scare lemon. Yes, Lenny the scare Lenny lemon. Lenny is a creature within himself, that honestly. Yeah. They saw him take a few, but they were like, eh. Yeah, Whatever, it's, that's it's Lenny. Lenny. It's Lenny. What is yeah. he going to do? Good old Lenny. Yeah. Um, and Lenny then- the lemon liquor, <laughs> they like to call yep. him. That's how he ate him. He would lick him till they're gone. <laughs> yep. Took him a while. Wait. Do you know how many licks it takes to get the center of a lemon? <laughs> Lenny does. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. That's tough. That was good. That was yes, really good. But that's tough. Imagine. I can only imagine. Because if you're not, because even if you don't, because if you don't peel the lemon, you're just licking through the skin. Yeah. Yeah. Years. Oh, God. His tongue is like a fucking he cat. He doesn't have one. <laughs> He had to replace it with sandpaper. Wait. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, because it was gone. So it doesn't even taste good. It just is. Nope. Oh, it's just, just Jesus. fuel for mm-hmm. his. Fuel for, for his, his lemon. For his scarecrow life. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's tough. He lives a tough life. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so as we mentioned, the first few days, nothing showed up on the cameras. But come like the weekend, um, they noticed there was some more activity. Mm-hmm. And they noticed there were more lemons gone. So they checked the footage. And they noticed that there was, noticed there was a cloaked figure, running through the field, mm-hmm. just chopping down lemon plant after lemon plant after he lemon plant. He would tiptoe the way that um, the Grinch does, and how the Grinch <laughs> stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. But he was where he wore. He like, wore a lemon on his head, <laughs> so he fit in. Yeah, yeah. giant lemon. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know it's a big head. Just a comically large lemon hat mm-hmm. on his yes. head. Because you know they wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. That's where he put the lemons when he would steal them. He would take off his hat, shove the lemons in there, put his hat back on. Yeah. He did have some fall out over the course of the over the yes. course of the robbery. Yes, yes. Yeah, because there was a trail of lemons yeah. leading to the escape. Yeah. But uh but luckily, even though even though they followed the trail and found out it just led out to the front gate because by that point all the overflowing lemons had gone out of his hat, so he didn't have to he worry put about them in it. his mouth. <laughs> and he left over. Like a chipmunk. Yeah. Just all what was that? Yep. Is that how you sound when you put lemons in your mouth? I've never put a lemon in my mouth. I can't say. Yeah, you're a liar. What? <laughs> I've known you for 24 years. <laughs> this feels like a very weird two-on-one that I was not expecting. I've definitely seen you put a whole lemon in your mouth. I have not done that. Ladies you're... and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> so anyway, Larry and Luann Lemon had to figure out who this who this masked figure, what this hooded, lemon-headed figure mm-hmm. was. And they had they didn't really know who to who to narrow it down to. They thought maybe it was the manager of the Lululemon store down the road, you know. Because they found him there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found him there after hours one evening. He was he just was a little drunk. He was a little drunk. He wanted some good old iced tea. It was have it was lemons. that it was after Black Friday. It mm-hmm. was a long day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went out drinking at yeah. the local lemon bar down the street. Mm-hmm. Had a couple lemon lemoncello shots. Yep. Ooh. Ooh, that'll get you messed up real quick. <laughs> And they just found him in the field, just chucking lemons all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
fucking hate these lemons. They yep. suck. Mm-hmm. Just throwing them everywhere. And but good thing Lenny tackled him. So oh yeah, Lenny. He's tack- gone. Yeah, Lenny, Lenny doesn't put up with that bullshit. Nope. Disgracing those lemons. Oh yeah. Nope. His love for lemons took over. Mm-hmm. He said, "Get the hell out of here." Yeah. And scared him away with his sandpaper tongue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what he does to scare people away. He takes <laughs> a sandpaper tongue and just uh, He's uh, like, uh, uh, Yep. I mean, I'd run. If, I, I, saw, would, I, would, if yeah. I saw somebody wearing a lemon costume oh, yeah. with a sandpaper tongue, I'm out of there. Yeah. That's like, that's Forget like, it. that's next level like horror movie crap right. that yeah. like, you don't want to be around. Yeah. Forget Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. I'll go out to dinner with him. <laughs> but Lenny in a lemon suit with a sandpaper tongue? <laughs> nah. Not for me. Not for you. Mm-mm. So so they ruled out the guy from the Lululemon. Uh, they who else was another person they ruled out? Having trouble remembering. Laura. Laura. Laura, yeah. Laura Lemon. Laura Lemon. No, Laura Lime. Oh. Yeah, she was obsessed with limes, and didn't quite understand the whole. What's the difference between a lime and a lemon? Oh, so that's they, that, so they found that's a, her. Because that's a very heated debate: the lime versus lemon yes. debate. What's better? What do you use when? And so, she had enough. She said, I'm going to go figure out what the big deal is. Lenny got her, too. Nobody mm-hmm. ever saw her again, so that was quick. Wait, nobody saw her again? Nope. No, her little lime patch? Uh-huh. Gone. Mm-mm. No one took care of it. Huh. And it was a disgrace to have them on Lemon Street, so. Yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? How did they even let them on Lemon Street? They Sheesh. disguised themselves. Yeah. Oh. And then all of a sudden, everything started turning green. They just spray paint. Did they just spray paint all the limes yeah. yellow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they people, didn't do a very good job. Yeah, people were just like, what are these short round lemons? And she goes, it's a new hybrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's a 20 li- bucks pop. It's a limon? It's a, it's a lemimon. <laughs> lemimon. Yeah. And they were organic. Uh. So, of course, you know, she charged like so much money for them. Right, right. Silly and quite. then they caught on. I'm, I'm going to take a sidebar here for a second. Mm. How do they make these fruit hybrid things? Have you ever had a, a grapple, is it? I've heard of it. How do they make them? Um, it has to Ooh, do with I've had one of those. The grapples. I've, I, I think they just infuse I apples it, with like a grape flavor. Yeah, do they it, just like bump a grape against an apple a bunch of times no, until it turns into an apple? I really don't think that's how that works. I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, don't. You know, I'm, plant sex is not a thing. I didn't know. You know, I do not think just rubbing an apple and a grape together. Last time I checked, that's not how you make a baby. I think it has to do something with like its DNA and splitting the DNA or something. Okay. Like that. But I think like the grapples, I'm it just the way it just tasted like it just had like put some apple or grape flavor. Like they just apple. like right. they just stuck a syringe with a little bit of grape flavoring yeah. into an apple and it just... was a weird sensation. That's what I love. Hear. Grapes, not a, too big of a fan of apples, but it was just very so weird. like the cronut. I mean, the cronut. well, yeah, because croissant they're, they're donut. Gen- that's not a fruit hybrid. Well, it's not yeah. a. I, it's a hybrid. That's that's like more baking. So that's I guess what I would consider more chemical rather than mm-hmm. biological. Because a grapple is just a form of genetically modified food. Mm-hmm. You know what Those I mean? GMOs. That's why. That's why. <laughs> Am I right, corn, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> that's why you get like you know <laughs> the giant fields of corn and and uh-huh. bigger fruits. That's all genetically modified food. Gotcha. So I think that's what a grapple is. Whereas what you're talking about a crossover between baked goods that's more or less a baker coming together and saying i am going to take these ingredients and these ingredients and put them together gotcha have you tried con candy grapes i have not what the fuck is that they're disgusting they little pockets gross. of hell that sounds pockets nasty. of hell <laughs> i've i saw them last year never tried one so we f- were at giant uh-huh. and i saw them and i was like i'm gonna take one i'm gonna try it it tastes like cotton candy, but it's just the weirdest thing. Yeah, because is it like the texture of a grape? It's though? a grape. Yeah, oh. it just tastes like cotton candy. That just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That sounds like a weird biological crossover or just a real... I don't know who got drunk and was like, you know what, <laughs> what? would make these grapes sound much better? I'm a fucking scientist. I Watch love me. the fair. Just- <laughs> so I want to put my cotton candy in my grapes and put them in a bag that, and eat them. That's just a farmer that had way too much pinnacle cotton candy vodka. and that's just. Cotton candy? Pin- Pinnacle gross. makes all those different kinds yeah, of like flavored the, vodkas. the whipped cream and the Ooh, birthday that's cake. Good. You and... mix a little bit of the whipped cream. Side note, with some cherry coke. Oh, is it good? That's a good drink. Okay, so so, <laughs> so so I think we're getting back to... Yeah, we have to get back on track here. So, Sorry, I got so excited. Was, so was, <laughs> what was her... Uh, lime? Laura? Laura, Laura Lime. Laura Lime, yeah. yeah. So, Rest in peace. <laughs> so, From what we know, we, we haven't yeah, found anything. Assumed dead. I'm assumed it's Laura. been... 37 years so Laura Lime assumed dead yeah. <laughs> so. Laura if you're out there please uh, contact the authorities let us know you. we're worried about you welcome home you're welcome here. welcome home <laughs> <laughs> we assume oh you're dead God. but welcome home <laughs> <laughs> so naturally the, after narrowing down the list of suspects the last potential suspect was Don Lemon and yeah because Don yeah. Lemon's Lemon Farm Lemon Lollapalooza was just... I don't know how they didn't think of him first. No, because, I mean... The I gu- mean, he had piles of lemons everywhere. I mean, the guy started his Lemon Farm after being on CNN for how many years and now just becomes a lemon sensation. Mm-hmm. And by that point, he was he was ready to quit CNN and just devote his full time to lemons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he had so much success. It was He was rolling around in that lemon money. He was literally rolling around in lemons, too, because he had so many lemons on his farm to sell. He had a lemon bed, mm-hmm. lemon couch. Lemon television. Lemon, yeah, he cut a giant lemon, yep. mm-hmm. cut a square in it, and put his TV right inside. Yep. Yeah, because he had genetically modified lemons. Yeah. <laughs> made them big enough to put a TV in. What, yeah. did, you just, you, what, did you just inject them with steroids or something? Pretty much. That's, yeah, man. He actually he actually holds a world record for the largest lemon ever produced. Mm-hmm. It was eight miles around. <laughs> eight miles around. Mm-hmm. Around, so it like was a banana shaped lemon, or like the like around circumference. What? Okay. <laughs> Math terms. Yes, yeah, circumference was eight miles. Jesus. So he was a big Eminem fan. <laughs> oh, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he he really wanted to. You he know, was like this specifically. He was just like, I need Eminem. To notice my eight mile lemon. <laughs> and then Emin- Eminem did. And then Eminem went on Twitter and was like, that's a big lemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. He was like, I will come to Lemon Lollapalooza next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm going to be the headliner. Mm-hmm. Don, Don Lemon's Lemon Farm Lemon Lollapalooza, Eminem the headliner. Yes. Eminem and Lemon. <laughs> lemon M. Oh, God. <laughs> lemon M. Yeah, go, go figure. He actually changed his name to Lemon M. Yep. Of course he would. Yeah. It was changed on Twitter for a little bit. People got a little confused. Yeah. They just thought he was promoting something. Yeah. But but anyway, so Laura and no, not not Laura Lime, Len, Larry and Luann Lemon. Get it? God Straight damn, Evan. So many else. Don't forget Lenny. Yes, Larry and Luann Lemon with Lenny with Lenny on the lemon on the lemon farm. Ooh, yeah. They they now had <laughs> they now had plenty of evidence. <laughs> they now had plenty of evidence to present to Don Lemon. Mm-hmm. Of that, he to was say, the one. You busted. You busted. Mm-hmm. But when they got there, mm-hmm. gone. He was gone. He was gone. No trace of him. Nope. All no the lemon, lemons. All the lemons were gone. Everything. Was there was one leftover lime. We were a little unsure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That might have been where Laura was seen. Laura, if you're out there, please come home. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome home. home. <laughs> 
the hashtag for this episode should be hashtag welcome home Laura Lime. <laughs> <laughs> it's We're gonna looking be the, for you. It's the most confusing hashtag ever. <laughs> oh, hopefully there's not somebody out there named Laura Lime. Oh God, please no. If so, hello Laura Lime. Welcome home. <laughs> so 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 Larry and Luann, they just they did what they think they did what the only thing they knew they could do. Mm-hmm. Which was to get on CNN and confront him directly. <laughs> yes, so, they had to go to the source. Yeah, cut they, the head off and all that. They had to call yeah. CNN and be like, "Listen, we got a problem with one of your guys, Don Lemon. Yeah, he, he's been stealing lemons what from. They, what is it? What did they say? <laughs> <laughs> he's been stealing lemons from our lemon farm, and we know it's him. We know it's him, and we need to confront him live on air. And they're like." All right, well, now it'll probably make some good television. So, mm-hmm. all right, we'll put you on. Because they're all about those views. They're all about, mm-hmm. that's what they're all about. They're all about views. Yeah. So, so they get it all set up. Larry and Luann, they're broadcasting live from their lemon farm. Mm-hmm. And in their shot, they decide to just put it outside in the lemon farm with Lenny in the background <laughs> as, the, as the lemon scarecrow. Yes. <laughs> just, on, just on like a like post. T-pose. T-pose on a post, mm-hmm. just in his lemon costume. Good for, yeah. good for Lenny. Yeah. Making the big time. Gets that exposure. He, he really needed that exposure. He did. He's had yeah. a rough life, and yeah. I think he really deserves that. Yeah. yeah. He had plenty of lemons to lick after that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the time came for the interview. Larry and Luann were on TV, and then counts down. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Then it cuts to Don Lemon, and he's just like, my next guest... My next guests are a couple from uh, from a small town in Nebraska where all they do is grow lemons. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest, Larry and Luann Lemon. Ooh. And, he, and he stops for a minute. He's like, oh, no. He's been busted. He's been busted. So they took out their lemon guns and pointed them straight at Don. Well, where the, are the lemons? The thing is they were pointing them at the cameramen who were at their, who were at their farm by proxy pointing them at Don Lemon. Right, 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 right. And they the, knew those lemon yeah. those le- yeah. lemon guns could go through the the screen mm-hmm. yeah. and run into Don's eye. Yeah, because all the acid yeah. just, right. like, just eats right. away so, everything. Mm-hmm. Just and, like your sensitive tummy. And let's clarify, these lemon guns, these aren't like actual guns. They oh, just, no, no, no. They no, just no. shoot lemon juice. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. lemons that shoot it's lemon like, juice. It's like rubber bullets, except when they hit, they explode and it's just lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we have to hit you about 800 times before you're affected. If yeah. you get right in the eye, though. Oh, it's oh, very madness. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as. Well, they've been practicing. As, mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as they've been practicing on Lenny. Yeah. In the big lemon costume. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a big target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every afternoon oh yeah. for their lunch break, they go out and shoot Lenny yeah. a couple times. So, so after Don abruptly cuts off the interview, and he's like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Don's like, I got to get out of town. I got to get away from here. I can't figure this out anymore. I got to just go. So Don actually, what he did was when he left the farm, he put all of his he put all of his lemons in a storage unit just outside of the CNN headquarters so he could always be close to the lemons and know where they are at all times. Mm. Yeah. So he decided to get his his Toyota Prius which I'm sure is probably what he drives. I don't know what he drives. Wow, that's an assumption. I don't know what he drives. Probably yellow. Probably a yellow car. Probably yellow. Um with a lemon air freshener. Yes. He loads his car full of the lemons as many as he could fit. Actually, you know what? He probably doesn't even drive a lemon car. He probably doesn't even like lemons. Really? He's a broad <laughs> but hey, that's but my but that's answer. that's my personal. But opinion. that's what made his money. Yeah, but that's just my personal. Uh, I, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get okay. it. So Don Lemon fills up his car with as many lemons as he possibly can, gets about eight hundred pounds in there, mm-hmm. and starts to drive off. Mm-hmm. But uh, but little to hi- little to his knowledge. So what went in the storage unit? Lemons. 
more lemons. Yeah. It was there's just about, like, there's about 1,500 pounds. 1,500 pounds of lemons in there. Oh, in so that that's lemon. what I saw on that episode of Storage Wars because he stopped yeah. paying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, they literally opened it and just hunt like that. And that poor lemon. guy spent $3,000 on that storage unit. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was the Dave guy. Just the, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. He said, yep, I want that. <laughs> And then he opened it, and he was like, "Ah, oh, shit! Damn it! I don't even like lemons. It's just lemons. Damn it!" Yeah. Lenny was excited though. He hopped in that lemon. Yeah, he, he showed up. Lenny was there. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Lenny just pops up out of He can he sniff those lemons out. There's a and lemons. I love oh, me some lemons. <laughs> yup. He started yelling, "Yup!" He didn't have any money. He didn't have money, but he was like, "Yup!" He wants it. Can I? Can I hear five hundred? Five hundred? I hear five hundred. Five hundred for lemon, 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 lemon unit, lemon unit. Yep. Let me hear five hundred. And then he just Lenny's in the back. I'm like, "Yup!" Them yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just pops up everywhere. Good old Lenny. He's probably outside right yeah. now on our deck. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Lenny. <laughs> we'll be out there soon. So, so little to Don Lemon's knowledge, mm-hmm. um, Larry and Luann, along with Lenny riding shotgun on the roof in his lemon costume, <laughs> were had managed to drive all the way to CNN's headquarters, and were waiting for him to leave. Mm-hmm. And so they this man- happened very quickly. Oh, it did. It did. It happened mm-hmm. very quickly. So they managed to uh, they managed to catch up to him and were following him on the highway, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, because because you're not supposed to drive with somebody on your roof, the cops were following closely behind. You're not. Wait, side note: You're not supposed to drive with somebody on your roof. No, you're not. That's that's not something you're supposed to do. Oh, okay. Is this something nope. you have a problem with? That nope, you continue. Need? Just asking. Okay, fair enough. Fair friend ruins my plans for the night. Let me tell you. Huh? What? Oh, she didn't tell you. No, I oh, think. Uh, okay, we'll go back to. All right, it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lenny was on the roof, and the cops. Yes, came. Lenny was on the roof. The cops started falling. There were also helicopters. Yeah, there were also. Yeah. They were like, get that lemon off of your car now. <laughs> and that, but they noticed that they were tailing very closely behind Don Lemon for a very mm-hmm. particular reason. So they pull them all over, mm-hmm. and the cops, you know, tell everybody stay in the car, and they. Well, it took Don Lemon a little bit. Yeah. He kind of kept driving. Yeah. Well, he was also tossing. Lemons out of his car so yeah. he could drive a little <laughs> faster. Like tossing them yeah. at the car. Because he was really only going yeah. about 45 and a 75. Yeah. That's so he knew asshole. that like that weight was just slowing him down. Oh, yeah. Not doing well. Yeah. So, so the cops were like dodging yeah. the lemons yep. and it was crazy. Yeah. The cops ended up doing a pit maneuver and like mm-hmm. all the lemons went flying around yeah. in his car. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Really um, bad cleanup. I felt bad for Oh, that. yeah. But but they but they managed to like, what are you doing with all these lemons? And he and Don just like, fine. I'll finally come clean. Stole all these lemons from U2. I wanted to be successful. U2? No, not... The band that put their album on everybody's iPhone? No, oh. not Bono. No. Mm. Bono doesn't have time for lemons. Oh, okay. He's too busy... Um, Buying a new pair of sunglasses. Yeah, and and infiltra- infiltrating everyone's iPhone. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, got it. So Don was like, I wanted to be a successful lemon man. Mm-hmm. I wanted my name to mean something. Mm-hmm. So I had to steal from you, lemon folks. Yes. And at that point, they're like... Well, gee, you could have just you could have just asked. We could have started a farm together. Yeah, because they're nice people. Yeah, they were nice people. Yeah, they're they just hardworking people that wanted to. They invited start a business. Le- they invited Lenny in after he got that weird ass yeah. sandpaper tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they didn't judge him. Yeah, yeah. At that point, they're like, "Well, if you really care about the lemon business, why don't you just join us?" And that's when the cop comes over and goes, "Now nah, he's going to jail." Mm-hmm. And that's when Lenny. Hop- and that's when Lenny hopped off the roof in his lemon costume. Mm-hmm. And drop kick the police officer in his face. And that's how Lenny ended up in jail. That's too. how yeah. Lenny ended up in jail. Honestly, Lenny, if you can hear this, welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> so then, after that, Larry, Luann, and Don Lemon 
started the the Lemon Family Farm and Lemon Lollapalooza with the Lemon Lime Festival that now runs today. Mm-hmm. With Lemon M. With Lemon headliner. M as a headliner mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end? No, the end. wait. What, I just what? got a text message. Oh. Okay. Laura Lime is home. Oh, she oh. made it. She did. Welcome back. Hashtag welcome home, Laura Lime. Hashtag welcome home, Laura Lime. <laughs> the end? The end. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. How'd you feel about that one? I felt great. I think I did really well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played a good part in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You played a pretty good part. Crushed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Squeezed it. Fresh squeezed. Mm-hmm. Freshly squeezed. Yes. Lynn, how do you think she did? I thought she did a great job. Good. Yeah. A cool. plus. Yeah. Cool. I'm pretty sure I've been the funniest person so far, but just kidding, Ooh. everybody. Ooh. <laughs> I'm really wow. not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a slight against some of the other guests we've had on here. It was a joke. Okay. They've all been great. I mean, they're comedians. They can take it, hopefully. <laughs> for, for those listening, Emily just made a face like, ooh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, what a story. What a, what a way to cap off this episode. Yes. What a, what a run it has been this past year. Like I said, a year has flown by. Yeah, it really has. It's... It's been crazy to to think that you know, a year later we'd be we'd still be doing this and we'd be doing it you know weekly and even with even more passion for it. I'd say now. Well, we definitely. I mean, I think the passion's always there for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we did have a hiatus of what like two months. It's like a month and a half. Yeah. Um, but that was really out of our control. We were moving. We were. Yeah. We didn't really prepare mm-hmm. for it as much as we wanted to, but yeah, I think that's okay. I think that sometimes you need a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and that was our break. Yeah. Which all, is fine. Yeah. All podcasts, you know, have struggling points, you know. I mean, there's people that don't even make it to this many episodes that we have. Well, isn't it like if you make it to your seventh episode. You're like pretty much you're set. You're pretty much set. Yeah. Like, that's like a thing. Yeah. That's what I've heard. But I mean, hey, we've made it more than five times past that. So It's true. So I think we're pretty good. I think we are good. So that's why we're here to announce this is the end of Reap. No, I'm kidding. I'm, we're not ending it here. Fucking what, no. are you, what are you talking about? You're crazy. We're just getting started, people. We just. This is where we announce our third podcast. No, no, I can. I two is enough right now. <laughs> what do you mean? Look, two is enough right now. Maybe we'll see about a third at some point. Maybe that'll be one we release every quarter or something. Uh, <laughs> you just want to do more podcasts. Is that what I it do? Is? I like I this uh, hobby of ours has shown me that I love the production of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I like creating them. Yeah, um, and. There have been opportunities for me to host other podcasts. Oh, really? Um, well, yeah, because we had a friend that wanted a, 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 a co-host. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you yeah. were like, you should reach out. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Still but, should. Oh, I don't know about that. That's three <laughs> podcasts. Hey, you know. Oh, it's a lot. It's hey, a lot it, of my time. It's an option, though. Hey, if you just host and you don't have to edit it, maybe that's a... But who going to edit? Who going to edit? I have to... No. I'll get into it we'll off, get into, off we'll, mic. This... This is a this is an off mic conversation, but, but still, but still, like we've ha- I've had the opportunity to to you know host other podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and I I have talked to many people about them starting their own, and I'm always like, what's your idea? Yeah, how can I help? Yeah, and that's like my favorite thing. Yeah, and you know having a chance to guest on some other shows and things like that. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's so cool and getting to meet new people and you know 
share with them what we do and we get to see what they do it's so much fun and it's such a cool community of people that do podcasts Mm -hmm. and such a vast community you have all kinds of different shows and topics and viewpoints and everything like that from all around the world it's it's really crazy but it's it's cool to be part of a community like this it's been awesome to meet people and learn from people and we're just excited to keep going we're this train's going to keep rolling as long as we can do it as long as there's headlines on not the onion on reddit to find and randomly generated story titles that the internet will give us we'll keep doing this show heck yeah heck yeah so here's to one year and many more of the read between podcast but uh before we go we want to make sure you know where you can find us so you can check us out on social media you can find us on twitter and instagram at read between cast you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash read between cast you can find our show every monday at 9 a.m eastern standard time on spotify on stitcher on youtube on google Podcasts, and on itunes as well um, we also have another podcast, as we've talked about, called Nostalgia Cops. It's a monthly podcast where we review television shows from our childhood and see if they still hold up. That show is released on the first Friday of every month at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find that show on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, as well as Spotify. Yes. Uh, Lynn, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter. And Lynn. A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. That's where I am. Um, whatever I do on the internet, that's where I post it all um that's about it for me don't have much else that's fine and for me you can find me on twitter at e underscore williamson 93 if you're in the lehigh valley pennsylvania area and looking to check out some awesome improv comedy you can find me at steel stacks in bethlehem pa as part of the improv comedy power hour every second and fourth saturday at steel stacks that shows at 10 30 p.m and for more information on that show and many more that are at steel stacks go to steelstacks.org slash comedy so lynn I think that's going to do it for this week's episode, this retrospective on the first year of Read Between. Am I free now? Can I go? Yeah, you can, you can go now. Am I free from my podcast bond? Well, for today. What? Today? Yeah. Remember, we got we to gotta put out episode 38 next week. Um... Lynn, the blood contract you signed was for life. Blood? Yeah. I don't remember giving blood. Well, folks, I think we're going to have to end it there. Did uh, you did you do something to me? Did you take my blood? I just pricked your finger and signed your name. When? Uh, I mean... That's that's forgery. That's illegal. Well, uh, I think we're going to have to go figure this out. So Hello, 911. So we're going to go figure this out. We'll be back 911, next... 911, he took my blood. We'll be back next week, next Monday at 9 a.m. 911, he signed my name. With a brand new episode. So make sure you come back and check us out then. 911, he doing illegal. He doing the illegal. Thank, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. So illegal. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>